Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 141. Hey, hey, hey. April 18, 2019. It was 85 degrees on this day in 1985 and 10 degrees in 1875. And yes, of course, brought to you by Aquaside because they're very interested in lakes. Yeah. I have the ice out dates for White Bear Lake. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 1933, 1997. And are you ready? Yeah. Today. I have uh, word. From, I have word from the authorities that ice out on White Bear Lake today. Minnetonka, 1855, 1897, 1898. Boy, there's a lot of them today for Minnetonka. Yeah. And I'm not getting rid of the ice out dates either. This is positive. I mean, when is the last day we can have this positive? Feature? 1913, 1917, 1926, 1928, 1933, and like White Bear, 1990. Seven. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Sushere. Why, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, boy, thank you very much. Okay, all this. Uh, well, you know why I'm doing that? Because uh, it's ice out day. <laughs> no. Elvis, Speaking of that. Remember Elvis, is it? It's a positive It's a Elvis positive used to always Thursday. sing about ice out days. Oh, Speaking of that. Song. I'm going to find it. I'm uh, going to find it. Carol Evan last night did a really cool feature. They, I think it was a DNR boat, but they had the camera guy go out on Lake Minnetonka so you could kind of see that it was it was pretty cool. But they can't navigate shore to shore yet. Uh, from the video I remember seeing, uh, yeah. I, I believe they were close. Were you? Were you was you, the was the lake on ice or were you? <laughs> Here, the Look reason, at that boat. The yeah. reason I did that uh, a fairly poor uh, Elvis is I'll because see. among my positive Thursday stories. By the way, we've brought back positive Thursday. I think this is about. Oh, what, week three for it, maybe? Sounds about right. And uh, this is Garage Logic Podcast 141. So, uh, verified. Back by popular demand. Well, and a quickly developing uh, tradition, uh, if a tradition can be developed over three uh, weeks or three shows, three weeks, three weeks, I'm sorry, uh, is that you two uh, seem to find it amusing to uh, come up with preferably audio. That you think I cannot make positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, know, I know you cannot make mine positive. You have one today, Rook. Yeah, I know. So, that one you or can. both of you do this. You think it, it's incumbent upon you to uh, to trip me up a little. We're both locked and loaded, and you've got no chance. Yeah, you've got no chance. But I did that uh, fairly poor, uh, Elvis, because among my positive Thursday stories is the owner, the original owner of the Little White Chapel in Vegas, is selling it for twelve million. Oh. And I think Pat got married there. He did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I think he took the deluxe. To, didn't he take the deluxe wedding? <laughs> and if you go <laughs> if you go to City Hall in Vegas, mm-hmm. you'll find my name somewhere 
as a witness to a wedding back in the uh, 70s. I vaguely remember that. Why did you? It was I went to the Little White Chapel. I think it's called A Little White Chapel. I went there to get a column. I was out there for a tennis tournament or something. Oh. I, I don't remember what I was there for. Uh, but I went to A Little White Chapel, and sure enough, a couple came in, and they needed a witness. And you were there. And I was there. So I put my name down as the witness. Oh, cool. I think they got about a, you know, uh, the mid-range uh, service. Okay. I think they got one Dean Martin song and somebody rang a bell. I think it would be really neat, uh, and I don't think the staff would do it, but maybe an offset correspondent could fly to Vegas and pour through that paperwork no. and then trip. A GL trip. Road trip huh? to Vegas to find it? <clears throat> track have you, it down? Have you ever followed up with the couple that got married? No, I hope they're doing well. I have no idea. No desire to follow up no, on a no, no. Nor do they remember me. Mm. Uh, it first opened its doors in 1951, and then it then it uh, developed. You re, you all know this, of course, the incredibly popular drive through tunnel of love. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And the wedding chapel. Uh, uh, you got to keep things fresh at the chapel, right? And uh, it, the guy who bought it, what's his name? I'm going to tell you what his name is. Uh, so it has been sold, or it is up for it's sale? It's on the real estate market. Okay. Said Charlotte Richards, who has owned and operated the chapel for 68 years. She wow. Wants, she wants $12 million for it. How but big of a piece of real estate? it's right on the strip, I think. But how big of a piece of real estate is it? I've never been to Vegas. Uh, I don't know. Well, you've been there. Ballpark it for me. I mean, are we talking about... Oh, it's tiny. It's called a little white chapel. But that's my point. Is she going to be able to get $12 mil well, for that Well, I don't place? know what gambling entity or entertainment entity could fit on the site. For all I know, it's a little teeny chapel on a block of real estate. Well, and it would be sold, or someone <clears throat> would want to purchase it, I would guess, just completely <laughs> for nostalgic purposes. Because everybody alive knows it, whether they've been to Vegas or not. Well, I would imagine whoever buys it intends to tear it down and put something up. Oh, really? I, that's what I would imagine. Huh. See, I think it still has so much... Cachet. Patty Duke got married there. James Kahn, Rita Hayworth, Mickey Rooney twice, Michael Jordan, Mary Tyler Moore, Paul Newman, and Joanne Woodward. You see, uh, I don't think the person acquiring that would tear it down because well, of I that. Don't, I don't think it's worth our argument on oh, a positive Thursday. I don't true. care what they do with it, to I tell you the you. truth. You, you, you don't have a horse in the race. I really don't. In fact, you can get back to our tranquil scene now, if okay. you would. I will. Uh, it's Positive Thursday, and Melissa writes, I have been a longtime listener, and I absolutely love the podcast. I am writing to say I profoundly disagree about the occasional cortex and LBGTQFFIN not being funny and disrespectful. The first time I heard you call AOC occasional cortex, I laughed pretty hard out loud and had to share it with my husband. You're just keeping it real. Those sensitive babies around you need to get over it. <laughs> I have added a YouTube clip for you to look at. I apologize if you have seen it before. It's six years old. I couldn't stop laughing at this clip. We need to get back to laughing at ourselves. Hail the Flashlight King and good luck, Melissa. Boy, isn't that right. What did she send, Reeves? We watched it. Uh, oh, you, was that You the, seem uh, to be familiar with it. The Key and peel name? Yeah, it was the substitute. A, a black yeah. substitute teacher came into the classroom and mispronounced who, everyone. Who was from the inner city, yeah. and he comes to this suburban white yeah. you know, biology class. And he says, where is D-Nice? Yeah, where D-Nice uh, at? You mean Denise? Why uh, are you talking like that? I think uh, the, the offsite correspondent, uh, Kelsey, gets to weigh in, and because he's the chief offsite correspondent, uh, even if his remarks seem to drift towards uh, negativity, 
I still think they deserve airing on Positive Thursday. He said, I didn't appreciate the friend of an airport employee (laughs) posing as me on Wednesday's show. While I may not sound like Lawrence Olivier, I certainly don't sound like a drunk Kent Herbeck either. I, for one, see, this is positive. I, for one, love the ice out dates, and Spoon Lake and Boathouse references are always welcome. Not to mention the fact that I find Kenny to be thoughtful, tasteful, and always insightful. Reavers, not so much. (laughs) I was greatly offended by his childish and disrespectful treatment of Tiger Woods' girlfriend the other day. Keep that crap in Carver County. Hashtag me too. Yeah, I, I've been getting. I knew as it was coming out of my mouth. Positive I shouldn't have Thursday. Said that. Everything's positive. You'll do something different next well, time. Well, Kelsey also notes this. It's terribly positive. Oh. The NFL owners have generously pledged five hundred million to help rebuild the Notre Dame Cathedral. Oh, isn't that nice? Their only demands are uh, involve receiving revenue from private suites, seat licensing, parking, and merchandising. <laughs> If Paris does not agree to these demands, along with kicking in $7.5 billion of its own money, they are threatening to move the archdiocese to a new cathedral being built in Lyon. Timing. That's funny. Timing. I love that email. Because <laughs> it's accurate. Very accurate. Positive theory. Here we go. Hey. Rolling. Who, who wants to challenge me first? Rook's ready. To I'm go. not ready yet to be challenged. I, I will set, go first. Let me set the table. Okay. Uh, uh, Chris Harkin, Harkman in Phoenix, Arizona, writes, listening to the podcast from April 17, the issue of charitable giving, uh, or in the Dems' case, lack of charitable giving, uh, came up in relation to President Trump. One thing I didn't hear mentioned uh, puts Trump ahead of every single one of the 8,764 Democrats running for president. He does donate his yearly salary to charity every year. If I'm not mistaken, his salary, salary as president is 400000 per year. The last two years, every single penny has been donated. I don't recall to what organizations, but I do remember he did donate his entire salary. Take that, you socialist, Beto, Bernie, Elizabeth, Amy, and the rest. Beto, better work on non-answers, because I sure hope it keeps coming up. Take care. Enjoying the show, uh, number 139, 140, 141, whatever it takes. <laughs> Chris in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. That's a good point. He does. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this is brilliant. This is positive from okay. Todd uh, Haddon. Uh, yesterday it came up that a uh, power washer in Winnipeg uh, intended to dampen the uh, Winnipeg Jets fans who party outside, uh, and they're called whiteout parties. Yes. Right? Yep. And she, uh, she's a power washer, and she thought that made people uncomfortable. And she's uh, thankfully being terribly ignored. Uh, that's a positive. Right. But here's a guy. See, this is a GLer take on this. We should have thought of this. Okay. He writes, when was the last time you were driving home after sunset and nearly hit a pedestrian in a black hoodie and dark pants? The genius of the whiteout is after the game, you can see these Winnipeggers walking home. There's been an increase in pedestrian deaths over the past 10 years. Almost all of the deaths have been after sunset, and many, more than 50%, had been drinking. So if these uh, SJW, I don't know what that means, social justice warriors uh, get the wish and they have a blackout, they will have blood on their hands. Todd Hayden, that's a very positive way to look at that. That is a good point. You wear white and you can be seen at night. And I know I brought this up yesterday, but as a guy that was there for the whiteout last year, Mm -hmm. they were... 
all in the streets after that game, mm-hmm. in front of traffic, yeah, whatever else. Out. Absolutely. And Byron has another defense of me. Joy, I've been a devoted listener from the beginning. My map is hanging in the garage. Tell whiny Kenny to man up and shut up. AOC needs to be exposed for who she is. As a member in good standing of the Royal Order of 21sters, keep up the good work. And I love the Lake Ice Out dates. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Well, that's positive. Today, White Bear Today. They can go from shore to shining shore. What's our last I'm very surprised by that, by the way. Why? It's it's the... has, we have not really had any warm weather this spring. None. We're uh, headed for some Easter weekend. Right. But we haven't had a... Have we had a 70 yet? Yeah. Yes, we have. Uh, wasn't it last week? I well, think it was Monday, one. championship game Monday, it was 71, oh, I believe. Whatever. Here, here. Here. Uh, Steve writes, I was working up in Euclid, Minnesota, north and east of Grand Forks last week, and during a conversation with a farmer there, found out that GL has a good fan base among the farmers there. He was very disappointed you were no longer on the Bemidji radio station. I asked if he was aware of the podcast. He said no. He gave me his phone, and we got the podcast set up. He was happy as a pig in you-know-what. Wow. KKBJ Uh up in Bemidji. And... uh, he said I, he was disappointed that we didn't mention UMD's hockey victory. Yes, we did. We took care of that yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday yeah. But thank you, But we uh, were Steve. a couple of days behind with UMD. Mm-hmm. When the hockey team uh, came in on the tarmac in Duluth, I think it was a, uh, a Sun Country charter, they had the two fire trucks out there spraying the hose. Oh, cool. So it was really neat. As the, as the plane taxied in, they were spraying the, uh, their hoses to make a little arch. Where is the airport in Duluth? I've never been. I don't know. Have you? Done, ever? Yes, you you have. You've you've landed there. Well, that's right. That's when we did the Buddy Holly stuff, right? What? Wasn't was that where it was snowing, or was that Bemidji? Remember when we took the plane? Never mind. You were in Duluth for something, and that's when you thought Lake Superior was salt water. Yeah, but we flew into. <laughs> we flew. We into, flew into the Duluth airport, and it's up on the hill up there. Up on there, the hilltoppers there. <laughs> Zenith City. I love you, Duluth. Lloyd writes, longtime listener and fireworks friend uh, from the cabin. Hail the flashlight king and fireworks commissioner. Made a call on a customer in Lionel Lakes today. She just got off the phone with her son, whose car couldn't start due to a dead battery. He was trying to leave high school and was afraid he'd be late for work and was afraid to call in. She said he was worried a previous time, too, when he when he needed a Friday night off for his wrestling tournament, and this is a fairly new job, but the owner had no problem with it, so she couldn't understand why he was so worried. Ironically, his dad is a teacher at that high school with another vehicle and jumper cables, so she couldn't understand why he called her for help. I told her because she's the mom and they take care of everything. When I asked where he worked, she said, Grunhofer's. I said, I hear their commercial several times a day on Garage Logic, and now I have to go there the next time I buy brats, and I've never been there, even though Hugo is close to Circle Pines. She said that per her son, business has boomed since they started advertising on the podcast, just huh? like you just thought you would all like to hear that. That's positive. Keep up the great work. I look forward to it every day, Lloyd. Uh, he's speaking, of course, of Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, yeah. right off Highway 61. The championship location of the universe for brats. Mm-hmm. Lean pork brats, over 130 varieties, including cranberry, wild rice, bacon, cheddar. What's the one you had last night? Uh, blue cheese How and all of it? it. It was fabulous. And Beef you know brats, what? chicken brats, yeah. They're, they're one, you don't have to boil these things. No, you don't boil no, them. No, you don't have to. You're, Spencer said ready. you put them on the grill 15 minutes till it's 165 degrees. Boom. Boom. It's a boom. 
a huge variety of jerky, 20 varieties of beef and chicken sticks. You still have time. Easter Sunday's coming up. Double smoked hams for Easter. I started prepping mine last night. You don't have to. You just heat it up. Well, no. I, here's the beauty of it. Yeah. I gave her the impression that I'm putting a lot of work into oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I said, babe, yeah. look at it. I'm, I'm going to work here for your family for Easter. That's the real value of time. See, you earn a beer when you do that. See? So you go out and put the license tabs on. One That's beer. the real value One of time. Beer. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at grunhoffersmeatmarket.com. It's absolutely fantastic. The grilling season is upon us. Get to Grunhofer's, where, by the way, as soon as maybe a week from this Friday, right. tomorrow, mm-hmm. yep. we will be having the opener. At Grunhofer's. At Grunhofer's, yeah. We don't know yet. we got to wait till Monday to look at the long-term Long-term uh, weather. Uh, more positivity from Tim. On Tuesday, the city council of a Denver suburb voted to change the name of one of its neighborhoods to Old Cherry Hills. These name changes are sometimes contentious, as we saw recently with the name change for Lake Calhoun. But this name change sailed through on a unanimous vote. The reason? The former name of the neighborhood was Swastika Acres. Oh. S-W-A-S-T-I-C-K-A. The neighborhood had originally been developed in the early 20th century by a company called the Denver Land Swastika Company. But over the decades, of course, the name Swastika Acres has lost its cachet. If you're in a singles bar, you probably don't want to mention that you live in Swastika Acres. Right. It conjures up a lot of bad images like junkyard dogs, tires in the front yard, and that shirtless guy in a car trying to smoke his hearing aid. I did some historical research and discovered that the city council had rejected several name changes in the past that were ultimately rejected. Here are the top five rejected names for that Denver neighborhood. Oh, boy. Aryan Acres. The Eagle's Nest. Yeah. (laughs) New Sutenton Land. The Last Reich and Hitler's Little Hideaway. (laughs) It's now Old Cherry Hills, which I take it uh, must be a, uh, it's a very Tony neighborhood around Cherry Hills Country Club, where Arnold Palmer uh, won the Open there, I believe, in 1960. I see a lot of cherry trees. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to save this one when we come back. It's just a beauty, and it's positive, and I expect to be challenged here shortly by the men. The best lawn you've ever had is a simple click away at ProfessionalTurf.com. That tired, patchy, disease-riddled disaster of a lawn you've been fighting for years, it'll be transformed into a thick, luscious carpet of green. ProfessionalTurf.com, they've been at it since the earliest of the 80s, and they're going to come out to your place, give you a free lawn care estimate, and then set you up with a three- to five-step program that will... Have you with the best lawn in the block from now until late fall. ProfessionalTurf.com This portion of Garage Logic Podcast is brought to you by our friends at ProfessionalTurf.com Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Positive Thursday, and as I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, a very rapidly developing tradition finds the Either Reavers or Rookie or both of them attempting to uh, thwart my best intentions. Rookie, why don't you go first? And the challenge, of course, is whatever you're going to do, and I do not know what you have planned, I have to make this positive. Is that correct? Yes. Let's just let's start right with the audio just right off the bat. This is ABC News, mm-hmm. the roundtable, George Stephanopoulos, um, Dan Abrams, uh, Terry Moran and uh, a couple of others. They're sitting at the news desk discussing 
the latest uh, report and the uh, the current situation. The release of the Mueller the report. Yes. You decide. Why is it buffering here now? That's pretty bad. Well, I, I think, first of all, this is, is has been in the public eye so much. And obviously the Mueller report puts it in the public eye uh, with a red siren on it, uh, th- that people will be aware of the consequences of something like this. The Mueller report found that they did not knowingly in, or, or collude or, or conspire with the Russians. But it is a red flag for a lot of people to be aware of what the Russians and, and there's certainly other places that are trying to do this too. other countries. All right. Here is what I want you to um, take in. Mm-hmm. What drove me crazy mm-hmm. is that they hadn't even read the report yet mm-hmm. prior to its release mm-hmm. and they were discussing uh, what people, how people will react. Once the report was released, they, live on the air, flipped through the pages looking for the dirt, mm-hmm. looking for things that President Trump uh, may have done that maybe was not illegal but was bad. When he said, "I my presidency is effed, uh, they really highlighted that. I think it was on page 55. But they did this for an hour and a half mm-hmm. And it was only negative. There was nothing positive about it. Mm-hmm. How in the hell are you going to turn this into a positive? Well, see, it's it, very easy. This is very simple. No, it's not. It's all no, negative. No, is... Everything they did was negative. It was it was dirt journalism. Very easy. Very easy. Uh, how, why can they you weren't so... able to come up with the name of a single American who participated with the Russians in any mischief whatsoever. I, I know what you're referring to, but as I look at this, the positivity very calm, is... calm, by the way. I am. Yeah, very calm. The positivity is there is, and that's a good news for this country, that, that we have we have no actors in America that were in cahoots with the commies. There's no denying the commies were up to no good. Right, right. They but, were trying. But no American has been found to be guilty of uh, colluding with the Russians. So the positive you're drawing from this sure. is even though they were... Uh, they were pouring through this, trying to find something negative. You're saying the fact that they really didn't, and there was nobody named uh, working with the Russians, mm-hmm. is 100% positive. Yes, and then the other thing you have to realize is that you cannot possibly be surprised by the behavior of CNN, which has devoted itself to the to the to the ruination of the Trump presidency. Well, it was discussed in my home this morning while this nonsense was going on that. They're not going to let this go until they nitpick every piece of lice out of this report. The conclusion, too, is regardless of what your opinion is on either Trump or this situation in particular, no one's opinion about any of this is going to change with the full release of this document. That's fine. What we've learned over well, the years... I thought I really had you. I'm, I, I bow to the master here. Well, I, I, I thought I, I was well, very I worked up, too. I, I understand. You gave, it a, you gave it a nice try. All right, thanks. Uh, what we have to understand, uh, in GL, we've, we've explored the ways that the co- a consumer of news in this country has to behave. And you need to really, really search out a variety of sources for your news. Mm-hmm. You have to think for yourself... Uh, because in many cases, what CNN is asking you to believe is is the defiance of your own eyes. This report has no collusion. They're asking you to disbelieve that. You right. need you need, and the New York Times probably will go down that same road. But if you look around and look around and look around and read people you trust, uh, read people that you find credible. Uh, I'll be anxious, for example, tomorrow to read. Wall Street Journal editorials, which I have found to be terribly impartial, 
terribly informative, terribly educational, mm-hmm. terribly enlightening. And uh, I terribly will have, in a positive way. Well, just professional right. competence. Right. I, I have long since dismissed CNN from my worldview. They're not competent people. They are all, uh, terribly biased people, uh, and they, they have their own agenda, and it's an agenda that plays to the mystery, and I just don't find them very useful. They are useful, and I've always said that. They were very useful when Notre Dame was on fire. Okay. They're give, very give useful. Yes, give them that. They're very useful during a major flood. They're very useful, uh, God forbid, an airplane crashes. Right. During crisis. Because they have equipment and cameras. Beyond that, they're not useful at all. They're not useful. They're not a trusted source of the dissemination of news. You saw it for yourself right there. You know, we um, th- this came up yesterday. A friend of mine uh, called me because he had heard the discussion we had about the dwindling newsrooms. And I think it might have been Tuesday or Monday that we had this discussion on the show. And how, in his opinion, this is only going to get worse with the lack of field reporters, with the lack of knowledgeable editors and things like that, that what we're seeing now, it's your theory about uh, the the mayor you had before you're going to want because of the mayor you have now and how that's just going to continue to decline. And his opinion was the same thing is going to happen in our newsrooms. We're just, we're, we're not going to have what we once did. Well, I don't think America grasps. Is this, are you trying to take me into negative territory here? A little bit. Ooh. Because there's nothing really positive to say about the decline of... I wasn't attempting to, but I just thought it was part of the discussion. Just the decline of bodies in newsrooms. And the greatest example we have, uh, um, uh, right before our very eyes, the greatest example we have is that no mayor in the history of St. Paul could have ever gotten away with a 16-member inner cabinet, uh, as Melvin Carter has. And the reason is, A, they would have been too embarrassed. They would have had a sense of shame to try to pull this nonsense off. Mm -hmm. And two, you had six to eight people from the Pioneer Press and Dispatch who had their own offices in City Hall and and would have seen it coming and would have asked questions. Here's the real problem. And then I'm going to get back to positivity. Sorry. The real problem is the news consumer has no idea how much news they're not getting. Because the bodies Boy, aren't there point. to do it. The bodies aren't there to do it. I never thought about that. You're right. Well, and look the at Saint this. St. Paul paper has one, Fred Mello, has one guy trying to keep track of City Hall. One. And, and City and, Hall's going un, un, untested because they're all like-minded. It's a, it's a, it's a very unchecked situation. And there is no wow. balance. There is no balance. And, you know, it, back to the Mueller report. The average American isn't going to spend the time required to go to read the entire, what is it, 448-page report? I thought it was just 48-page. I thought I saw... Maybe it's 448. I, but I no, doubt if, even if it was 48, I don't think anybody's going to go through that. If it's that. 48, I'll read it. I'm not reading 448. But But you get my point. Yeah. That the average person relies on the likes of news outlets, whether locally or nationally, to give them that information, mm-hmm. we have a. Uh, it exceeds three hundred pages. Yeah, I thought it was four hundred and whatever. I read this morning. I got a great note. It's just a ray of hope because it's positive uh, Thursday. I got great hope from Jenny, who said, "I'm a 17 year old girl who has recently started listening to the podcast for as long as I can remember. My dad has listened to you. He is a trucker for two decades now." And listen to your show whenever it was on the radio. At the last state fair, my mom and I went and had a singular mission to get my dad a GL hat. 
We went in and bought the hat and gave it to my dad after he got home from the road that day. He was sad when he heard that the show would not continue on the radio, but had hope for the podcast. A while later, he told me to listen to the podcast. Uh, there was only a few episodes at that time, but I have been listening to it ever since. I have my phone set to begin streaming it once my morning alarm goes off all through my commute to school. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Then she went on to tell me that she believes the French will respond mightily to the rebuilding of the uh, yes. of the cathedral. Your dear GLer, she signs it. Your dear nice. GLer, uh, Jenny P. How about that though? Her and Ma come to the fair, then they let Dad go work for the day. Yeah, get out there, Dad. Let's go. <laughs> well, he's a trucker. He might have been in Idaho. We well, that, that's a good point. Yeah. OTR. <laughs> hey, we'll see you later. So what does we'll he get do? you a hat. What does he do for a living? He's a trucker. He drives truck. Yeah. I don't know why people don't say drive a truck. They just say drive he truck. truck. He's a trucker. He's going to take and a, go. He's a, he's a trucker. All right. Uh, weather's turning, motorcyclists. You know darn well it is. I just saw some really nice bikes today. And you can tell that they're being brought out of storage. And uh, I hope you've been getting in touch with DennisKirk.com. That's Minnesota's own DennisKirk.com. Uh, the trusted retailer of parts and accessories for motorcycles. There's been nothing like it. They have more than 160,000 products, accessory and apparel. Uh, it doesn't make any difference what kind of bike you have either. They'll take care of you, and they carry all the best brands like Vance & Hines, Dunlop, S&S, Saddleman, Drag Specialties, and Kuriakum. $89 order, ship free, and they pay return shipping. On helmet and apparel products. DennisKirk.com. Here's the other best part. What do you got? You order by 8 o'clock today, you'll get it tomorrow. And tomorrow's supposed to be in the 60s, Sunday's supposed to be, uh, Saturday and Sunday in the 70s maybe. There'll be a lot of bikes out. So motorists, keep an eye out for the motorcyclists, all of whom will have uh, gotten what they need from DennisKirk.com. Say, boys, do the Twins have a day game today? I... Uh, you know, I I think I think so. Not sure. Why well, you want to throw it on the tube? Well, you you're watching the damn thing, aren't you? TC Bear. In the other room, We're monitoring what's going on over room. Target Field. Uh, I you know what? Somebody messed up my stack. We got to take a break because I got to come back and organize this. Reality with a bite. The Joe Shuchere Show. Shuchere Easy for me to say. Much was saved from the Cathedral of Notre Dame. Now you're talking a, positive. Including the crown of thorns, a piece of the cr- cross, uh, windows, bells. Uh, much was saved. Isn't that positive? I think that's very positive. Very. I expected it to be much worse, to tell you the truth. I know it's bad, mm-hmm. but I expected it to be much worse. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of the, some of these relics and prized possessions from Notre Dame, and they were all just sitting in a hallway. Mm-hmm. You know, no ropes or no, no, nothing guarding them, and it was, I don't know, it was, it was sad to see that. Fragment of the Holy Cross and the nail. Really? The actual nail from the cross was saved. The... Uh, Apparently, a very famous rooster weather vane okay. that, that fell to the bottom of the church, but they found that. The organ was saved. They don't know if it was damaged by the heat. Mm. Uh, the roof was not saved, of course. I had no idea it was so dependent on ancient timbers, wood, That's... the wood roof. Did you see the uh, Did you see the aerial shots? Yes. The, the roof is—now, they got to—what what are they going to do if it rains? 
They got to get. They got to put a blue canvas on that baby. A yeah, blue yeah, tarp. Huge, they need a big blue tarp. tarp. Yep. Statues. Uh, last week, sixteen religious statues got a lucky escape from the uh, blaze because they were removed from the top of Notre Dame for the first time in over a century to be taken for cleaning. Wow. So the statues weren't there. So they were safe. Wow. Now here's here, I was a, a question I have, and I don't know how it should be done. How will they rebuild? Will they try to exact, do exactly what they had already? Or well, in they fact, gonna... there's a contest underway to des- to see who can be chosen to design the new spire. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rose, they have rose stained glass windows from the 13th century uh, that survive. survive, but they they don't really can't if, really assess the damage of the music. If the structure itself was reliant upon, as you put it, Joe, ancient timbers. Mm-hmm. Is the concrete then? Well, I mean, are they going to have to redo everything? The, the or wall. It, well, the walls now are essentially unsupported by a roof, and so they're beginning. They they've splayed eight inches okay. outward. Wow! So much much rudimentary work will have to be done before you can even start worrying about putting a roof back on it. I, I'm what do you? I'm not a contractor. Yeah, what Why are you, you asking me? What time this sounds like counterclockwise expansion. Yeah, what well, do they it need? is, and they have a lot of sheetrock work had been done there. What about that double axle thing? They what do they use? I was a. Uh, I can't remember what I said <laughs> to the guy because you bought. I, I bought it. The yeah. hook back on the. Uh, it was a counter revolution uh, yeah. of the uh, joists. Well, it was all that early snow. That's that early right. season snow. Now closer to home. Man arrested after entering St. Patrick's Cathedral with cans of gasoline mm. yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, you don't want to. You want to know what's positive? Uh, nothing. Yeah, he got. They got him. He didn't oh, okay. pull off. Any, well, yeah, that's. Thirty-seven-year-old uh, man was stopped by security after he entered the cathedral in Manhattan just before eight p.m. yesterday, April seventeenth. As the man was turned. Police say gasoline spilled onto the floor. Security then notified nearby police who questioned the man outside the church and took him into custody. He had four gallons of gas, two bottles of uh, lighter fluid, and two butane lighters. He claims that his minivan had run out of gas, but when the police checked, uh, they discovered that that was a lie. He had plenty of gas in his minivan. He is a a college professor by trade. Oh, of course he is. Mark Lamparello, 37, a white Catholic guy from New Jersey. And uh, the uh, New York Daily News got a hold of his father, and who was shocked that his son would do such a thing. He's apparently a philosophy professor studying to get his Ph.D., uh, but he was arrested for criminal trespass at the Sacred Heart Cathedral in Newark, New Jersey, just three days prior to, to the St. Patrick's incident. So Jeez. the father does not know what is uh, happening to this fellow. He claimed he was cutting through the cathedral with the gasoline because his car had run out of gas on Madison Avenue near the rear of church. When the cops located the vehicle, his story turned out to be bogus. Uh, but sources, it's a miracle. Somebody has filled it up. <laughs> but sources said police had yet to come up with a motive. Uh, they don't know why he was uh, intending to do what he apparently was intending to do. But the positivity, he's, a, he's at uh, City University of New York seeking his Ph.D. in philosophy he has worked as an adjunct lecturer in the Lehman College Philosophy Department and has held a teaching position at Brooklyn College. He's a 2004 graduate of Boston College, and uh, his New Jersey friend said he, Lamparello, came from a church-going Catholic family, and uh, everyone is uh, puzzled by this. 
But the positive is St. Patrick's is in fine shape. Yeah, but that's really... I don't know what you would light on fire in the church. I mean, maybe the pews. Or but, is this a case of he saw the exposure from Notre Dame and he thought, well, I'll be the, the guy that does it here? My copycatter? That's so terribly unfortunate. Well, uh, he was stopped. That's the positivity. That is true. He was stopped. Positivitation. Now, this is a tough one, but it's positive. Okay. I'm aware, Reavers, that you're chomping at the bit yeah, to stop me. He hasn't gone yet. Oh, yeah. Rookie you, failed. You destroyed me. Mm hmm. In touching obituary, woman who died of cancer at the age of 35 celebrates life by saying, damn, it was good. Wow. Jeez. The amazing attitude of a 35-year-old woman who died of cancer earlier this month will make you look at life differently in her touching obituary has moved hundreds of readers. Bailey Jean Matheson of Halifax received the news about her terminal cancer two years ago. She decided she'd transform that moment into a celebration of life she only had two years to live, and she wanted to do just that, to live her life to the fullest. Afraid of the side effects of chemo, she decided to skip therapy so she could spend her last days enjoying her life, spending time with her loved ones, traveling the world, and sharing the gift of living in the moment. 35 years does not seem long, but damn, it was good. Her obituary, uh, was, which was written by her, begins. She thanked her parents for supporting her decision of not going through chemo. She's an only child. And she knew her decision couldn't be easy for them. I know how hard that must be watching me stop treatment and letting nature take its course. I love you both even more for this, she said. With her positive attitude and upbeat outlook, she wanted to make the ones around her appreciate their lives as well. Don't take the small stuff so seriously and live a little, she wrote. Even joking with her boyfriend, whom she had met on a dating app in 2016, three months before her diagnosis. To my Brett, Brent, you had no idea what you're getting yourself into when you swiped right that day, she wrote. Meaning swipe on the phone to, to swipe on the iPad or something. Yeah. In her final month, she traveled to 13 countries, including the United States, Ireland, England, Norway, Croatia, Montenegro, Montenegro St. Lucia, Mexico, France, Morocco, Greece, Jeez. Portugal, and Spain. And she checked off another item on her bucket list. She got to see her favorite band, Coldplay, in concert twice. I'm not going to hold that against her. Right. Uh, <laughs> Julie Kerrigan, her friend of 10 years, told NBC's Today Show that she wanted her obituary to be a message to everybody I loved and not a boring one. She viewed the illness like a strange blessing in disguise in a way because most people just go every day and take it for granted. And when you get diagnosed with something like that, there's no taking it for granted anymore. You just do everything you want to do and say everything you want to say. Uh, very kind-hearted woman, it sounds like. Wow. But at age 35, I would have taken the chemo. I think I would have, too. You know, just to, to that's prolong. Not positive. That's not positive. It isn't, is it? No. Then I'll... She made the right choice for her. Thank you. There you go. Thank there you. Go. No, the, Helping your I think old mare. What a positive outlook on on life to have at such a young age. Okay, My at seventy five, I can see maybe not taking the key. Right, I, you know what I'm. It's not, not very positive. Right, right. But God bless her. Yep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you didn't. And you know what else is positive? You didn't hold Coldplay against her. No, and that took a lot of. I bet. Say, you know who she probably knew? Think um, about it. She's from Nova Scotia. Frankie. She probably knew Frankie the oh, weatherman. Oh, my goodness. Local You're celeb, right. Frankie. I bet. Yeah. What was his name? Frank Frankie McDonald. McDonald. Frankie, Frankie McDonald. I've always wanted to go to Halifax. Oh, I bet it's beautiful in the fall. Well, I, I, Summer? Yeah. Anything Not the but, winter. Anything but winter. Okay. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm 
That wouldn't be positive for me to say I'm against winter, would it? No. But no. I am. I'm, you know. Well, you, you can dislike it a little bit. I'm you against, know, it's not strong I'm against, hate. I'm against winter. I'm against mm-hmm. winter. <clears throat> All right, we'll come back. Yep. And uh, Reavers can take his best shot. Have you noticed the consolidation happening to commercial insurance agencies today? This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. The big just keep getting bigger, and you and your business continue to get passed around until you become a dreaded house account. You have been consolidated. All of this was done to you without your control. Get options and take control of your company's insurance program. Have the Canopy Group help you gain a commercial insurance strategy that makes your business more attractive to the insurance industry. The more insurance companies that we can get interested in your business, the more competitive your pricing will be. If your business is renewing in March, April, or May and is paying less than $80,000 in premium, don't accept being a house account. Get the attention you deserve with the Canopy Group. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389, 800-967-3389, the Canopy Group. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. You know what we got tomorrow night? Tomorrow is Good Friday. Friday. Good Friday? Yeah. The pink moon, the second full moon in a month. The moon will rise about 8 p.m., and uh, it's going to look pink. Pink? I, I, I don't think I've ever heard of a pink moon. Well, actually, April's full moon doesn't appear pink. The name derives from the moss pink herb or wild ground flower, which blooms in the spring, whatever that means. And In other words, it's a, it all... As many of our moons do, or the names for moons, it dates to our Native American brothers and sisters. The wolf moon, snow moon, worm moon, flower moon, strawberry moon, blood blood moon. Although technically not a super moon, the moon will look larger than normal tomorrow. So you have a pink moon to look forward to on Good Friday evening. I will look for that. I like to look at the moon. All right, Reavers, what do you got? (laughs) Mr. Mayor. Um, you are familiar with a uh, Democrat out of New York named Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. She, uh, in an interview last Sunday, made it clear that she has no regrets about scuttling the Amazon deal that would have brought a reported 25,000 jobs to New York City. Mm-hmm. And questioned where the 25,000 number even came from. hmm uh, AOC also resorted to deflecting by once again repeating her mantra about the problems with the New York City subway, though time and again it has been pointed out to her that the tax break Amazon would have obtained by locating in New York City was not money that could have funded the subway. Mm-hmm. Here's a um, here's a little, uh, oh, little, little snippet from that. In my district, I represent Rikers Island. I represent kids that go to jail for jumping a turnstile because they can't afford a metro card. Do you think that more folks should have gone to jail for the for their role in a financial crisis that uh, led to 7.8 million foreclosures in the 10 years between 2007 and 2016, Mr. Diamond? I don't think people should go to jail for jumping a subway. 
I think we put too many people into jail, and I think if people broke the law, they should go to jail. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you think that the failure to, to ha- hold more people accountable for the 2008 crisis is a failure of our, failure of our legal system? Nice up talk. Look, you have to talk to a lot of legal experts about why more people didn't, mm-hmm. uh, whether they deserve to, whether they broke the law, what's intent, what's not intent. Uh, but you have to talk to legal experts about that. Uh, anyhow. And when we won this... Oops, sorry. That's a... Simple. No! <laughs> Simple. You, you're, you're, you make it too easy for me. Oh, come on. Are you calling this a slam dunk? This is this is, uh, this is nothing but net for me. You ready? She's essentially indicting the Obama administration. This all occurred during two thousand eight. Oh and my nine. god! Yeah. Oh. And she, of course, she's not capable of understanding her own irony. But uh, your mayor, oh. uh, seated here in the uh, boathouse above the East Shore of Spood Lake, uh, I just what I heard was. You know, you're Damn it. you're a great hero, uh, President Obama. Uh, he, he was, was the guy. He was during his, uh, you know, the light was on in his window when all of this took place. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I bow to you. Mm-hmm. Damn it. That never even occurred to me. Sure. Well, that, you know. You're the mayor. I mean, that's, it shouldn't have. You're the mayor. It's easy to be the mayor. I'll add this audio to it as well, then. I'll add this audio. All right. Peggy Joseph took her daughter out of school early Wednesday for this. Her emotions ran high following Obama's speech. It was the most memorable time of my life. I, I, it was a touching moment because I never thought this day would ever happen. I won't have to worry about putting gas in my car. I won't have to worry about paying my mortgage. You know, if I, if I help him, he's going to help me. That's right. That's exactly what happened. My cell phone. Mm-hmm. To Damn this it. day, she hasn't put gas in her car. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she should have hired the guy over at St. Patrick's. I'll tell you who to hire. Who? Especially if you've got a church function going, a charity deal. Yeah. Big-time sports auctions. This is a great idea. Mm-hmm. I go to six or seven events a year where there is a silent auction. Mm-hmm. And it's a tremendous display, uh, oftentimes, of sports memorabilia. And I always wonder... You know, who had to put that together? Well, big-time sports auctions does that. They put together a customized package for your event, and there's no money out of your pocket. Big-time sports keeps a portion of the proceeds. Your organization keeps the rest, and they they do everything. You don't lift a finger. They'll put together a package, Vikings, Twins, Wild Packers, more, whatever you want, whatever makes sense. They bring the items to your event. They set it up. They set up the bid sheets, and then they pick up the unsold items after the event. You don't have to do anything except exactly what I would do, take credit for it. You know, Joe, I was at one that had it had a big-time sports auction, a couple of items, sports items. And yeah. one of them was an original six flag with oh. all the original six logos. This is what I'm talking about. And they were signed by a couple of players from yeah. each team. It was so cool. Yeah. Big-time sports auctions works with all kinds of groups and events, booster clubs, churches, schools, nonprofits, rotary clubs, golf tournaments. They can help you with your next event. And, by the way, you can get a hold of them if you're looking just to buy a gift for Father's Day or, yes. or whatever event because mm-hmm. graduation's coming up. Go to btsauctions.com. That's btsauctions with an S, dot Calm. Beautiful. I was going to get it for you, but I thought, eh, he's probably got one already. 
What? The original six flag I was talking about. I have an original about. six hat. I don't have a flag, and you, 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 you're you being disingenuous. I think you, so. you said you would get it for me, but you really never had any intention of getting it, did really you? Cool. I'm with you. I'm with you, Joe. It was really cool. Well, I feel terrible that you didn't get it for me. My uh, my garage my garage museum is virtually an ode to Maurice Richard. Oh yes, it is. Mm-hmm. The original hold on, Montreal, the Bruin, the Hawk, the Leaf, North Star. No, not New the York, star. Boston, Chicago, York. Detroit, Montreal, Detroit. And Toronto. That's right. This year, you've got the rare original six matchup. Uh, Detroit. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Toronto and Boston series now tied two games apiece. Mm-hmm. They return to the Bruin on uh, tomorrow. I wonder when the last time both number one seeds were upset in the first round because it's going to happen. I, I I can't remember that it happened because the Lightning got swept and Calgary's going down. They're down three one to the to the Lanch. Pittsburgh got swept by the island. Yeah, they did. Tampa got swept by Columbus. Yeah. The Tampas wrote a letter to their fans in Tampa apologizing. Really? <laughs> oh, they they t- if, uh, Tampa's become quite a hockey town. Quite a hockey they town. They built it the right way. Mm-hmm. They really did. Mm-hmm. Open stadium? <laughs> no, I don't know. They built the club, I think he means. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> You want some positivity? Yes. Because you guys failed miserably in an attempt to stump I me. Can't I can't believe I was, you mm, spun mm, that. I'm, I'm in shock. Longtime Garage Logic listener from down here in the Bluegrass State. What that? What would that be? Kentucky? K- Kentucky, yeah. Love the podcast. Joe, as fireworks commissioner, I think you will appreciate how the city of Louisville celebrates the beginning of spring. Mm. Two weeks before the most exciting two minutes in sports, the Kentucky Derby, we hold a huge party down on the banks of the Ohio River. We call it Thunder Over Louisville. It starts with folks from all over the area grabbing their lawn chairs, blankets, coolers, and heading to the big waterfront park nicknamed the Great Lawn. The banks of the Ohio River are crowded with people on both the Kentucky and Indiana uh, shores. Crowd estimates usually say we have around 500,000 people at Thunder. Wow. The air show starts at 3. The air show this year featured U.S. Army Golden Knights, a Trojan Thunder T-28, several squadrons from the Canadian Royal Air Force, a B-52 bomber, a Marine Radar Helicopter Squadron, the U.S. Navy Super Hornet, the list goes on. Heck, we even had a few stealth bombers in years past. Then, as the sun sets and the skies darken, spotlights shine on helicopters pulling large American flags over the Ohio River as a version of Otto Whitaker's I Am the Nation poem sounds out over the huge speakers held up by large cranes. I was born on July 4, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation." I am 243 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I am Washington, Jefferson, and Molly Pitcher. I am John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, and Davy Crockett. I am Lee and Grant and Abe Lincoln. I remember the Alamo, the Maine, and Pearl Harbor. When freedom called, I answered and stayed until it was over, over there. I left my heroic dead in Flanders Fields, on the roads of Corregidor, on the bleak slopes of Korea, and in the street steaming jungles of Vietnam. I am the Brooklyn Bridge, the wheatlands of Kansas, and the granite hills of Vermont. 
I am the coal fields of Virginia and the bluegrass farms in Kentucky, the Golden Gate and the Grand Canyon. I am Independence Hall, the spirit of St. Louis and the footprints on the moon. This goes on for several minutes. This ends with the playing of God Bless America, followed by Lee Greenwood's I'm Proud to Be an American. With your help. With your heart pounding with American pride, the countdown begins. The countdown begins. The music changes drastically as ACDC's Thunderstruck gets everyone of ages up in anticipation. Then the skies erupt in fireworks. Eight 400-foot barges filled with fireworks are located in the middle of the river. Four barges east of the 2nd Street Bridge, which spans the Ohio River, and four barges west of the bridge. The 2nd Street Bridge has been shut down for days and is loaded with fireworks. For more than 30 minutes, the sky is filled with what they say is the largest fireworks show in America. They shoot off over 54,000 shells. Mm -hmm. All the colors and shapes of fireworks are choreographed to the music, which was Disney-themed this year. The climax is so bright and so loud that it literally sounds like thunder. I'm sure this fireworks show would make the fireworks commissioner mighty proud. Keep up the good work. John Smithson, Louisville, Kentucky. Wow, what a party. We got to get to that. That sounds thing. cool. We have that sounds to more fun than the this. Derby. We have to go to this. That would be cool. That would Holy be really cool. I've never mackerel. heard of it. Holy How have we mackerel. not heard of this display? Look it up. It's called Thunder Over Louisville. All right. Thunder Over Louisville. And it sounds like they just had it, right? Two weeks before the Kentucky <sighs> the Derby. The Kentucky Derby is the first Saturday in May. So. Right? Yeah. So that would have happened, what, this last week? Well, there's only one more Saturday in April, if I'm not mistaken. So two weeks from this Saturday is the first Saturday in May. Got right. it. Am I right? Yes. May 4th. Yeah. So when did they have Thunder in Louisville? Did they just have it? No, it's going to be this Saturday. Holy. Two weeks before the Derby. Oh, man. Uh, wouldn't that, that sounds like one of the best. What do they call it again? Uh uh, thunder, uh, thunder over Louisville, 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 Louisville. Louisville. Thunder over Louisville, twenty nineteen attendance. See, they already had it this year. They already had it this year. Uh, oh, no, go down to what day is Thunder over Louisville, twenty nineteen? Right there, April thirteenth. So they, they had, had it already. last weekend. They had it already. So that's three weeks before the Kentucky Derby. Man, would I like to go to that? Well, wait a minute. The, the Kentucky Derby would be next weekend then. The Kentucky Derby is the first Saturday in May. Yeah. Next, a week from this Saturday is still April. Oh, yeah. A week from this Saturday is still April. Got it. That but, must be some kind of party, huh? Holy is, mackerel. Kentucky what a deal. Wow. Okay. We don't have anything deal. like that here, do we? No, we don't. In fact, in St. Paul last uh, summer, the, the great canceller, the mayor, canceled fireworks. The great canceller. Because it would, have, it would have cost too much. It right. would have just cost too much. Why don't we take a break, boys, and okay. be back shortly? Okay. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Note that on positive Thursday, invariably, 
we don't venture near the failed academies, do we? No, not at all. Boy, and, there's and a I lot look, of material today, too. Uh, and I look. I, I would love to include positivity from a failed academy, but I, I'm reasonably convinced that I'm going to be unable to. Once in a while you find something, but I sure. haven't found anything lately. Do you recall that uh, some uh, uh, loudmouth crackpots in Laguna Beach, California, uh, were objecting to the uh, police uh, cars having the American flag yeah, the new uh, logo pictured in the word police, you know, the P would have some blue and stars in it and the O. And, the, and, yeah. and uh, uh, they pushed back. The, uh, the city of uh, Laguna Beach pushed back. The city council voted on Tuesday 4-1 to one to keep the American flag design in the city's police vehicle. Thank, thank goodness. Who was the one is what I want to know. Right. No, kidding. Dozens of Laguna Beach residents had lined up to urge city leaders not to remove the American flag logo from the police cars. To take that graphic off the car would break my heart, a resident told the council. The Laguna Beach City Council initially approved the American flag lettering for its police department, but after some accused the department of being too aggressive and militaristic, uh, Tuesday night the council voted again. George Weiss, a retired Marine, was one of the only residents who opposed the red, white, and blue lettering, not because he's against the American flag, but because he respects it. He says it's disrespectful to the flag and goes against the federal guidelines that determine how it should be displayed. For example, you see a lot of it even at the beach, said Weiss, hats, bathing suits. It diminishes the value and respect of the flag. The Laguna Beach Police say that they got hundreds of emails from all across the country supporting the lettering. Mm -hmm. Now they have seven patrol cars with the American flag lettering. In the coming days, they are going to put that same logo on their remaining four cars. What are you showing me? Uh, This was a uh, a GarageLogic podcast retweet. It says, here's a photo of my squad. After listening to the April 15th podcast, I decided to send this picture. We've had them on our squads for about three years and nothing but positive feedback. This is a sheriff from St. Croix County. And the flag appears to be on the rear uh, side window. Correct. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I can't read what it says, but. uh, That was Ryan. Or excuse me, Rhino that sent that in. So I I tweeted it from the GL podcast. I I know it's Positive Thursday, but I think I can explain this objection to the flag. In the case of Laguna Beach, it was somebody who claimed to be an artist. And she, I think it was a she, said uh, it's too aggressive. It it could make people uh, feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But the, the Mysterian view calls for the elimination of the American flag because the mysterious, the deepest Mysterian view calls for the elimination of America to have it replaced by some other country, right. some other kind of country that we as GLers would not recognize. Right. So you, it wasn't only in Laguna Beach. You see this in the failed academy, too, uh, where uh, the, the American flag itself, because it represents the United States, is thought to be a symbol of oppression because the Mysterians, <laughs> the Mysterians want to convince people that America—see, they don't like America. Mysterians don't like America. It's too competitive. It's too tough. It's too free. It's too entrepreneurial. It's too competitive. It's, it's, it, it, you got to bust your butt in America to make it, and the Mysterians don't like that. Right. They just soon be handed something. Right. And, and so the, the flag has long been, uh, over our—since the time we discovered the mystery, the flag has long been an object of uh, derision. Among Mysterians. Saying and they're not allegiance. getting very far with it. Mm-hmm. Look at the events that just took place in Louisville. 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 Thunder. Oh. Thunder over Louisville. 
was trying to Tom Brokaw. Oh, you have to swallow your words to talk like Brokaw. It's kind of like you. Uh, I'm right from Louisville. Well, you're doing uh, Louisville. No, you're doing. Uh, who's this goofball uh, senator we had from Saturday Night Live? What the hell is his name? Uh, that's Franken. Al, no, Al Franken. Franken has a, he's a little lower. Uh, he's not. Um, he kind of has things that run on words that keep going. But uh, Al, where have you been? We haven't heard much. From what you. are you up to? Uh, really, just hanging out uh, with Franny and just not really doing much of anything. Do you, are you? Do you envision another? Uh, do you envision a return to public office? Well, uh, my uh, coming Tokyo days are all done. Yeah, uh, that uh, <laughs> that old one's not going to uh, play out. I anymore. think it was come in Rangoon. Come in Rangoon. Too. Oh, you have to twist the dials there. And yeah. so I'm just I'm hanging. You know, that was one of my favorite moments when. The, whenever that happened, the day that all that all transpired, and, and, and Al, you were nice enough to call our in. Senator Al called in, and the front, the gal at the front desk was yelling at someone, saying, "Sir, I have no idea when Joe talked to Al Franken. <laughs> it was some news outlet from you know God oh knows God. where, trying to get audio of Joe Sushri's exclusive <laughs> interview with yeah, Al Franken." Oh, it, uh, you know, I uh, remember the call, and <laughs> I thought uh, I was just going to call Joe and say, um, uh, not everything I've done is bad. Right. And right. You know, some, not, not everything you did was bad. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's positive Thursday. You know what you are? You were a failed Mysterian. Uh, and they, to, that's, yeah, and I, that, I, you know, in other words, you were saved from I, being a mysterious. I don't even think that's a dress down. I think I think it's accurate. Well, that's what I'm I'm trying to say. I'm. Uh, it's an awkward compliment, but I'm paying you a compliment that you uh, you weren't you're you're unable now to help bring about the mystery, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah, you're talking about like flag and, uh, and the cop cars. Yeah, and I uh, we don't have that here in Minneapolis. Well, I think you do. Uh, not in the cop cars. Well, you the flag. I don't know, do we? I, I don't know. I see, uh, see, you're resting a, a case for me, though. How? Well, I'm going to tell you how. Yeah, I mean, I'm here. <laughs> well, hey, uh, Reeves, uh, will you tell it? Sharon at the front desk that I'm here uh, talking to Joe now? In I'll case go let her calls. know. Yeah. I'll go let her know. Well, I don't notice whether they're on the cars or not because I'm not a power washer. See, in Laguna Beach, you had a, you had a power washer attempting to portray the flag as something ominous and uh, forbidding to people and uh, marginalized communities. Just like you know, the other night, Al, in Winnipeg, you had a gal uh, trying to suggest that just merely dressing up in, in the white home uh, attire of the Winnipeg Jets would somehow be uh, uh, offensive to marginalized communities. Oh, I agree with her there. Do you? I, I think, you know, um, people are, you know, intimidated on uh, if you're— um uh, you know, if you're going to the game and you want the Jets to win, you want to be happy. You don't want to be intimidated. You want to let, no, no, immediately switch back to Brokaw. Uh, Tom Brokaw is uh, just like this. He's a little higher. Little Jay Stewart. <laughs> you know who won that contest? Reavers did. Was Reavers. Yeah, where are you, dummy? Oh, Louisville. That was, I think that was pre-nasal surgery. Oh, so you lost the touch. Uh, the Minneapolis squad cars that I'm finding, there were two. One just has the badge on the door. Um, and then the other one has the the sailboat up towards where yeah. the uh, where yeah. the spotlight would be. Yeah. Yeah. Show me where the spotlight is in the studio. He's putting his hand up here. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I got twist the crank of the spotlight is right here. The left, a little more left. Say, do you own a lake home? I don't. But you want to, don't oh, you? Oh boy, I really do. And if you did, would you have the clean swimming beach? 
Oh, yeah. Well, you need Aquaside. First call. Aquaside has been helping people maintain nice lake shores for over 60 years. Uh, They have a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of everything from weeds to algae. I know from experience. Yep. There's nothing a kid, little kids, little kids, big kids can handle a weed. Little kids don't like the weeds. It freaks them out. They run out of the lake. Right. Then you're stuck with them again. I don't like them as a 50-year-old, okay? Aquaside is registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe. Don't let the weeds overtake your lake. You call Aquaside. They'll help you identify the weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Uh, They've been killing lake weeds for 60 years. You can order online, and, uh, and the pellets normally get shipped the uh, same day. They're local, so come on in. You're on White Bear, Minnetonka, wherever you are. Aquaside pellets are easy to use. Simply fan over the treatment area. They begin working right away. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350. That's 1-800-328-9350. Or go to Aquaside.com. And you'll have a nice swimming beach, and the kids won't uh, be... Under your feet. Nothing is worse though than weeds in the lake when you're where you're swimming. I'm not anti weed, yeah, but right on the beach, you there, think they're creatures, right? I don't. Like you would octopus. think they're creatures. I think there's a big musky hiding behind it. Yeah, well, there well, won't it usually be. Does. There won't be once you use the aquaside That's pellets. What I'm yes, you. Um, I just got Dave Dahl's extended week long forecast. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to hit seventy next Friday, and I know we're waiting to make the executive call on Monday, mm. but boy, is that forecast looking promising we're not going to get our daytime highs in the next week according to dave's email he just sent out we're not going to be below 60 for the next week well i love dave as much as the next guy but uh, but no i well you're right you're right you're right let's withhold judgment here uh, (laughs) thank you you're uh, welcome and dave's on the right team when it comes to the bs about the climate changing he knows perfectly well that it always has and always will but you know dave uh, you know two days before the snowstorm uh, last week, Dave said, I don't see any well, more April. Well, it wasn't two days. It was the week before. Well, he okay. was on that Friday because Rook yeah, was out. Yeah. I don't see any April snow coming. I don't see anything. It's pretty good. But you know what? He's entitled to a, right. a miss once in a while. Hi, Odie. You remember? Oh, hi, Odie. Where, that was Hi, Odie. I don't even know what that is anymore. Odie. What's that? What's Hi, Odie? Well, he w- tried to say Joe one time and it came out, no, Hi, he, Odie. He was going to say hi and howdy. Yeah. And he said, hi, Odie. Hi, hey, hey, Odie. Odie. Stop the presses right now. <laughs> and he knew right away that he that we got him. Uh, well, we're not done with positivity. Stay tuned. Cheeky monkey. University of Garage Logic 98. College of Self-Esteem. Zip. Nada. Nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. Well, here's uh, Joe Souchere. Uh, don't work out here. Say one size rarely fits all or rarely fits anyone. That's why there's multiple sizes. That's why there's multiple insurance companies. But the best one is Federated Mutual Insurance Company, right in Owatonna, Minnesota. Federated offers property and casualty, life, disability income to businesses and select industries. Their marketing representatives are the key. They love the company. They love your business. They get to know you, the owner, how it works, and that allows them to customize the coverage you need. They'll take care of your driving needs with auto liability. They'll take care of your any fears you might have about a cyber attack with data compromise coverage. Your business is unique. You need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. 
Get in touch with a federated insurance marketing representative to see how their second-to-none service can help your business thrive. Because at Federated, it's their business to protect yours. Word. To your mother. All right, what do you got? You got something positive? I think so. Scientists have been able to restore some function in the brains of dead pigs. The brains of dead pigs? I saw this, and I immediately thought, voodoo. This is voodoo. Oh, it's positive. What if you had a pig as a pet, and, and they and they could and they could bring the pig back? You know, the brains of dead pigs have been somewhat revived by scientists hours after the animals were killed in a slaughterhouse. So you can you can fix your brain, maybe. See, that's positive. No, this is really it's uh, a Yale. This it was the, Yale. Yale. This people. might be a stretch. No, huh? Yale University research team is careful to say that none of the brains regained the kind of organized electrical activity associated with consciousness, but still the experiment described Wednesday in the journal Nature showed that a surprising amount of cellular function was either preserved or restored. Wait, See? Okay, walk me through this process. This is great, this is great hope for uh, brains. Walk me through this process. Well, I can't. The, I don't know the, what the, they did. The pig expires? Yeah, at the slaughterhouse. And they're... They wait to see if there's still brain activity? They, they get a few, set them aside, and they, they uh, you know. It's like the chicken twitching. This is now. staggering. This is staggering. I don't know if this is staggering. Yeah, they contemplate how this research should move forward and how it fits into the current understanding of what separates the living from the dead. This is mind-blowing, said Nita Farahani, who studies the ethics of emerging technologies at Duke. My initial reaction was pretty shocked. It's a groundbreaking discovery, but it's also fundamentally changed a lot of what existing beliefs are in neuroscience about the irreversible loss of brain function once once there is deprivation of oxygen to the brain. Can't you see the the long term uh, effect of this? Are you really trying to sell this off as a as a truly a positive? Matt, don't you know the brain is sensitive to a lack of oxygen and shuts down quickly? I, I I didn't know that, Especially but I, I guess I knew that. But um, researchers uh, have long known that viable cells can be removed from post mortem brains hours after death," said Ninad Sestam, mm. a neuroscientist at the Yale School of Medicine. Such cells can be studied in a lab dish, but the problem is, once you do that, you're losing the 3D organization of the brain. But you see, he and some other colleagues wondered whether it might be possible to study brain cells while leaving them in the intact organ, doing so meant somehow supplying them with oxygen, nutrients, and various other cell protective chemicals. So they they spent six years on this. Okay. They I, worked on 300 pig heads. All right. I have one question for you then about this. Sure. It's positive. Uh, for these pigs. How thick uh, this will might... Spencer cut that bacon? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's How true. thick is Spencer going to cut that's the bacon true. of those pigs? That's true. He's a professional meat cutter. I, uh, you know, it, I guess it's a I'm an indifferent story. I don't really know that it's positive. Well, let's see if we uh, if this story leads to what they hope to achieve for uh, humans. Right. What? Uh, well, this they think this offers a new way to study brain diseases or injuries and explore the basic biology of the brain. See, this kid that got uh, knocked out by Ovechkin the other night. Yeah. Maybe they can, you know, maybe in the I'm serious. Maybe in the future, you can reverse concussions. Maybe well, in I'm f- all for that. I'm all for that. I just it it just seems like when you at this point when they're studying these brains, the pigs are dead already. That's right. And that's uh, that would the be market. the same for humans. They're at the market, aren't they? Yeah. 
Uh, the goal is not to restore consciousness in these pig brains. That, that they're not they're not worried about. Oh, that. so they're not trying to go Frankenstein they're and not, bring them back. I don't think so. I, it sounds like what they're going to do is, you know, these scientists. Uh, we always have to believe science, don't we? I mean, right. there's well, a consensus. Isn't onward it? and upward. That's right. Uh, but the science is so new that they're they're only beginning to understand what it is they think they've been able to accomplish. Uh, and uh, if it's a dead animal, it's not subject to any research protections because you wouldn't expect that it would suffer from any pain or distress. True. See, isn't okay. that positive? Yeah, I, yeah that's a positive. Uh, uh, nor any need to be thought about in terms of humane care. Okay. Right? That's yep. positive. Yep, because they're gone. But even if that animal's brain can be partially revived, then what do we need to do immediately today in order to ensure that there's adequate protections in place for animal research subjects? What's more, immediately... Immediately, people are going to recognize the potential of this research. If, in fact, it is possible to restore cellular activity to brain tissue that we thought was irreversibly lost, of course, people are going to want to apply this eventually to humans. Right. Isn't that positive about these pigs? Uh, positive, yeah. Positive news about a pig's head? I, 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 what I still can't get over, though, is the fact that the, whatever subject you have is dead while they're working on the brain. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. doesn't help that subject at all. If people who are declared brain dead could become candidates for attempts at brain resuscitation, uh, the scientists write, it could become harder for physicians or family members to be convinced that further medical intervention is futile. In other words, if the science exists to, to help restore a, a brain dead uh, automobile accident victim, bing, bang, boom. Maybe that's what's going to happen 30 years from now. You know, you put on the rubber gloves and you go in there and you got a little shot of something and boom. And then you're up and you're back at the podcast the next day. So, okay. So then what would happen is on your head. is uh, uh, when when Frank over here is mm-hmm. at the hospital That's and the right. doctor comes in, he says, I got good news and I got bad news. Yeah. And Frank's family says, well, uh, what's the good news? We can replace your brain. Mm-hmm. What's the bad news? Uh, it's Rookie's brain. No, see, see here, here. Then, here. then they would say, "No, I'm, I'll just, I'll roll the dice." No, but you're missing a, an important point. Yeah. They're, they're not attempting to. This isn't Frankenstein. They're not attempting to replace a brain. Oh. They're attempting to resuscitate a, a brain that has fallen on hard times, like yours. Okay, yeah, I wish I could get a little replacement, mm-hmm. uh, at least some of the parts. Yeah, I just thought it was, you know, positive. We we get a lot of bad, you know. The other day we had a woman in Thailand who had bees living in her eyes. We, Ooh, that we was... get a lot of bad medical news. I just thought you might want to find it interesting that uh, that at Yale they're uh, they they've been able to get a little activity out of a dead pig. See, I read it a different way. I'm uh, sure you did. You're the you're you're the you're the farmer that just brought all these pigs to the slaughterhouse. You see, and because you 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 want to bring them to Grunhofer's. That's how you that's how you live. Because you're living. It's time to make the bacon for yeah. for Spencer at Grunhofer's. That's right. And all of a sudden, you got a couple of scientists that bring them back to life here, zappity zap, and you're thinking, well, you just, come on here, you're, you're killing my business. Right, mm-hmm. I got nothing here. You took my tummy, you took my bacon. Do pigs talk Probably. like that? I don't even know. I don't think so. Oh. Why, why would a pig die? From what the do you East mean, do Coast? pigs talk like that? You're, that presupposes that all animals talk, and you're wondering what pigs talk like. From the East Coast, I am New York. <laughs> Yes, I don't even eat bacon. No, no, no. Say, remember, DennisKirk.com, bikers. More than 160,000 products in stock. They pay return shipping on helmet and apparel products. $89 order ship free, and you order by 8 o'clock tonight. You'll get it tomorrow. And the weekend weather forecast seems promising for uh, two-wheelers. 
73 really, on Saturday. Really like that. Sounds it. wonderful. I got tulips coming up. I'm. Uh, I don't have any. What's the lilac update? The li- It's interesting you asked. I Thank I, you. Uh, I checked yesterday. Uh, no activity to report yet. Okay. No activity. No activity. By the way, are we under an opener watch for tomorrow? A watch. I'm not saying a warning. A uh, watch. Right. Well, like as I alluded to last segment, the email Dave said is says 61. So is that close enough to issue a watch? Mm, no. I mean, that's you're playing with a margin of nine degrees there. I don't think we could race out to the uh, Grunhoffers what would tomorrow. Be a, what would be a warning within three or four well, degrees? If they, if they say 68 degrees was forecast for tomorrow, that we'd be under a full-blown warning. So are we under a warning since he's forecasting 70 for next Friday? That's a warning. That is a warning for that's next opener, Friday. That's a garage door opener warning. That is a warming warning. A warming warning. Yes. That's right. Warming. Thank warning. you, GLers. Thanks, uh, tomorrow we can go back to our, our normal fare, which is not terribly positive all the in time. In studio with fresh air. That's right. I would really hope so. Yes. We'll see what we can do here, huh? Hey, Garage Logic is online. GarageLogic.com. That's the home base for. Do you see what Greg Holcomb created? Yeah, he's got it right there on the features page. Drop down to the GL Comics. Check it out. Also, check out some of the podcasts of the past that we have done. And if you want to partner with us. Yes, we'd love to hear you. Get in touch with us. Hear from you. Rookie at garagelogic.com. GL Joe at garagelogic.com. C. Reavers at garagelogic. You get the point. Garagelogic.com. And we'll turn you over to the right people. Oh, yeah, because we we really... They don't allow us to handle that. We enjoy our advertisers, and we enjoy that you patronize our advertisers. Thanks so much. Garage Logic podcast version. Thank you very much. All right, Braz.